Ready for the interview And if you get a cue Live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo Let's have a combo Say what you feel Be real, that's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD Hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals all right, Nicole, you got to do uh, work for two people here today. Uh, you know what? It's all right. It's my specialty to be able to multitask, to hold down the fort for the whole podcast. You get one hoe instead of two hoes. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's that's the way to start it. Get one hoe right? instead of two hoes. <laughs> 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 the hoes we're talking about are the Homance Chronicles. Nicole and Sarah. And uh, man, I love what you both do. And oh, I think you. it's fun. I think it's so much fun. So tell us a little bit about how this uh, conglomeration started here. Yeah. Sure. The Homance Chronicles podcast started, oh, geez, I think four years ago now, something like that. We've got over 200 episodes. And Sarah, who's my podcast partner, she, she unfortunately couldn't be here today, but she adds a lot of color into the mix. And I'm more of the um, organizer and, you know, admin side of things. So unfortunately today, you're not going to have as many zingers probably, but I'll try to fill in for the both of us. Um, her and I actually used to work together. So we met in corporate land. And uh, we were both going through, through some pretty hefty life transitions at the time, became like best friends, had these amazing stories when we'd be out together. It was just like the twilight zone would happen. And we'd come to lunch on Monday and tell our coworkers about it. And it started becoming a thing. So we decided, why not just, you know, make a podcast about it. And then all of our friends started coming on. And then comedians and authors and over time it shifted from telling these like how did I survive that night type of stories to more about um, self-empowerment and growth and um, really owning everything about yourself and your future and loving yourself and we try to do that in a way that is lighthearted. Um, we try to have people on the podcast who, um, we can learn from. So, I mean, even if no one listened, we get something out of it. <laughs> um, and then, you, you know, we just have a really like yin yang type of dynamic, um, that transfers into real life and on the podcast. So, um, we've successfully been able to stay friends through this whole process too. <laughs> <laughs> That's an achievement. <laughs> right? I think so. <laughs> so um, a lot of our stories have focused around dating disasters or sex fails, things of that nature. Um, and we've tried to just let it organically grow and naturally go its course. I love that. And uh, we're going to we're going to jump into that. But I, are we I like to clarify things. Mm -hmm. Let's define some things. Mm -hmm. What is a homance? Sounds like a bromance, but yeah, <laughs> like what? Yeah. Well, we were trying to figure out what 
what we were because for a few of the years there in our late twenties, we were pretty inseparable and we were trying to come up with something that was like endearing. And we're like, we're kind of like a bromance. You know, when you think of a bromance, you think of like these two dudes that are, um, hanging out together, like think the same way, you know, laugh at each other's dumb jokes and stuff. And so we're like the girl version of that is a homance. And there's really like, there's no shame in my hoe activity. I don't really have hoe tendencies as much anymore, but that was also part of it too, was like, just to make sure that if you wanted to live your life as a single woman and you didn't want to get married or have kids or, um, you were at a period in your life where you're like, I'm fine not being in a relationship. I'd rather, you know, test out different partners or go on dates or do those types of things. Um, we're trying to just advocate for women to live their life the way they want to. Yeah, of course. No doubt. I like that. You say you don't have many of those whole tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm too old now. I'm just like too tired. Don't have the energy. Too tired. It, there's a lot of branding here. It's like one whole set of twos, these whole tendencies. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's so yeah. much fun. I love fun people. You seem like such a fun person. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I try to make things fun, even small tasks and things, because why why do stuff that isn't fun? I agree. Most definitely. And talking about failure actually can be a lot of fun. And it, you know, sounds like talking about sex fails, right? I'm sure there's (laughs) people who are like, okay, what do we mean? Sex fails, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, it's not always funny in the moment, no. but when you're looking back, on it, you're like, well, that, that was pretty funny. What, <laughs> so yeah. when I say sex fails, I mean, things like, um, like you had, like, maybe you had like a huge crush on a guy and you guys had the moment and it just didn't happen. Or you, um, planned out this like super romantic evening and then it didn't come to fruition the way you thought it would. Um, you know, what was that movie? Was it, was it Babs or was it Boomerang where they were out like searching for the condom, like all night? Oh man, that's to- <laughs> great. By the way, I love Boomerang. What a great movie. I love right, Eddie Murphy. Right? So Babs yeah, is good like- too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where they were like looking for saran wrap. Sure, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, you're trying. I think, is it Marlon Wayans in that or something like that? Or I can't oh, remember, man. but they're searching all night long for the condom and they use them like crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so there could be that, or it could be like maybe you were feeling adventurous. And so you wanted to introduce, I don't know, sex toys or something into the mix. And then that didn't go the way you thought it was going to. <laughs> So I, I, the, the term sex fails is a very umbrella term for a lot of different, uh, incidents that could take place in the bedroom. Now, do you, um, do people feel pretty comfortable talking about this outside of just yourselves talking about it or we, for the most part have had really open conversations and a lot of people have thankfully been very vulnerable one piece of feedback that we've received is that they feel like we're their best friends. They feel like they're, you know, having a phone conversation with us and forget kind of that they're doing a podcast. (laughs) So they end up telling us more than they expected. But then at the end of it, we say, do you want to leave it in there? And they're like, 
well, it's already out there. So I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So I think that we make people feel comfortable because we're not judging, shaming. We've had similar experiences. We're just trying to either learn from it or have a good laugh or, you know, relate in some way. It's funny how like podcasts now, there's so many friends who are doing podcasts with each mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. And I think just, uh, you know, so many times people get into it for like, oh, I'm going to try to like make money off of this or it's a lead generation. I find that the best ones are just people who are just trying to have fun. And yeah, you know, I feel like once you make it a business, which it is a business, but I yeah. guess once you make the business, the more priority right. than having the fun, that's how you're going to end up potentially sabotaging your friendship because yeah. you didn't necessarily sign up to do it as a business partner. I mean, you are, but at the same time, like you're not, um, it just depends on your intentions. I think moving forward, Sarah and I have basically said that we'll keep doing the podcast as long as it's fun. Yeah. As long as we have something to talk about, we'll keep doing it. Um, we have an opportunity to get sponsorships or maybe make some money off of it. Um, but we both have full-time jobs too. And so unless we had a little bit of help or yeah. maybe a third party that could manage some of that for us, I don't, I feel like it could get into a, um, a tit for tat situation where it's like, well, I'm doing this. Are you doing that? And, you know, losing track of just the, the fun and the friendship because you're getting distracted by, I've got to chase this dollar. Yeah. I love that. Um, you focus on it that way. It's like, it's, uh, it's a way for people to just have kind of an intimate connection with each other on a regular basis. For it that. is, it totally is. And before the pandemic, when we were having a lot of local guests on and we're in Detroit, so we have a, uh, I'll say a budding uh, comedy scene here. And when we were starting our podcast, there were some um, women who were getting into stand-up comedy and producing shows. And they're all very creative people. Our network of people that we know now has expanded. And we have so many other acquaintances and friends because of the podcast. And we've done live shows where we've been part of comedy shows, which was not even on our radar, but so much fun. Um, and then after the pandemic kind of got rolling and we had to move everything to digital, we've been connecting with people across the world. And like I mentioned earlier, we get so much out of just those one hour conversations that we have with the various coaches or experts in their field. And so to us, it's so valuable. I mean, that I, I think that's really how you have to look at it is we make it a priority and continue to do it because there's value. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, I've doing so many episodes and I'm just like, man, this is a great education. Mm -hmm. and connection and meeting people. But in this time you've done it, like what's your favorite episode that you've done? Um, one of my favorite episodes was actually more from the beginning. And it was our friend Megan who came on and she was talking about this wild girls trip in Vegas. And it was very much 
like the hangover type movie yeah. situation, but it, I mean, it wasn't a bachelor party. It was just a normal whatever weekend. But I mean, they met these guys from Wall Street. Everything was bankrolled. They got kicked out of one hotel, had to go. Like, I mean, it was just like it, it could have been a movie listening to her story. So that was one of my favorites for sure. Um, and then one of the favorites that I've probably told is this one time that I went out with a guy and I think it was after our second date, maybe I can't remember it was first date or second date, but, um, we were like hanging out on the couch after the date and just kind of like kissing a little bit. And then he expected it to go further i think but i'm not sure why because then he ended up stopping and saying he was a virgin what <laughs> yeah. what yes and he was in his mid-20s <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess he could have been but with the kids today so, he could get but probably not yeah. so like there's there's a whole episode about how i met the guy and how this all progressed and like how he ended up telling me so I just summed it down into about what a minute and a half. But um, because of people's reactions, I love telling that story. <laughs> it's funny. It's just weird. You know, it's like, oh, we're not doing this. I'm a virgin. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Um, and I, it was just weird because I don't like I said, I don't know what he was expecting because I wasn't really given off the vibes that's where it was mm -hmm. gonna go and i mean we were fully dressed and everything it's not like right. there was like <laughs> yeah anything major happening and then all of a sudden he was just like i don't think i could do this and i'm like do what <laughs> <laughs> so oh yeah. that's funny that's it is what, wow did you talk to this person again after this or was it like no he was awkward? like i think i should leave and i was like i think you should and wow. then um he left it like his jacket behind, but I never talked to him again. Yeah. He's like, didn't return the jacket either. Mm -mm, you like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. don't need that. He was a manager at a North face. So <laughs> he could get another one. <laughs> you don't need your jacket. Just buy you. You work at a store. Just get, pick up another one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's funny. What, what mm -hmm. would, what would Sarah say was her favorite episode? Have you talked about that? Um, one of her favorite episodes is there was a night that her and I went out and we were at a club and there was these two guys who looked like CeeLo Green. Wow. It was like CeeLo Green and CeeLo Green Jr. <laughs> and they, <laughs> and they like would follow us around. And even after the club closed, we went to a, a 24 hour diner place and they saw us in line and so they just they were like little suction cups like they yeah. were very like like clingy to us even though we didn't give them any indication that we wanted them to be and so we we hid in a bathroom what? at the diner <laughs> to wait for them to kind of like go away but when we walked in there there was a girl who was just like puking like just wow. Yeah, like she was just having the roughest time. So we're like helping this girl out. And then once she finally got her stuff together and she was like getting ready to leave, we're like, okay, will you let us know if they're out there? Like give us some sort of code because you could hear the people outside. So she talked to them 
because they asked her if we were in the bathroom and she's oh. like, no, I didn't see anybody. And they were like, oh, okay. And so we're like peek out the bathroom door and then booked it out the back door. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. Like, I know. How I weird know. is that? It's very, very strange. Like strange so, dudes, you know, just, just strange. There, there's so many of them. Um, <laughs> guys will take any signal. You was like, like you actually like your son was in your eye and you looked over there to like, yes, yes, she wants me. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I wish I could walk around with that kind of confidence. My God. Um, yeah. So that would be one of like us together. And another story that she loves to tell is this one time that she was invited to go to a wedding with a guy and they weren't like seriously dating. It was pretty casual. So she didn't know anybody at this wedding, but he had been acting weird prior to the wedding. And there's just a series of, you know, events that happened to the point where they're at the wedding and he's freaking out. And she finally is just like, what's going on with you? He was tripping balls the whole time. He took acid. <laughs> <laughs> before Love it. the wedding so um, <laughs> what a weird time to take that i mean i was like especially when the date you bring doesn't know anybody so strange it's so strange and his house like his story and his house and everything was really weird he had people living there that didn't make sense and then he had this um like like a grill like a benihana grill in his kitchen okay. for some reason. What? So we nicked, yeah, we nicknamed Hibachi. <laughs> All right. It's just right there, you know? Yeah, we were like, uh, so I was like, his name is Hibachi now from forever. So, I mean, you think you hear all these stories about people and you're like, oh, that's weird. Probably couldn't get weirder. No, it gets weirder. <laughs> yeah. People are strange, right? Don't you think people are weird? Yeah. Like, truly, truly. And then, dating it just throws another um layer of complexity into the mix because you're just you don't know who you're dealing with <laughs> but they're trying to present their best self but then eventually something funky comes out you know comes out like their weirdness eventually shows it's just when is it going to <laughs> it's true right it's what chris rock said is like you know you bring your representation yeah. to uh <laughs> You know, wh wherever you go. But I've had a lot of people on my show, you know, we talked about dating and it's always it seems painful. Honestly, I've been married for like 18 years and it's been awesome. I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not dating. Like, seems so weird. <laughs> like It is. It is. I know. I just keep telling myself that at some point the universe will have me meet the right person in the meantime. I'm just out here surviving, You're just surviving the dating <laughs> life because it's it's insane. I'm telling it truly you, is. <laughs> it like... really is. I know. I think when I um, submitted a story ahead of time for the show, I talked about um, this one guy who he. I don't know. We talked for a while via text and on the phone. He was excited about a Dave Matthews band concert, which really? apparently that that's a thing. There's these people who go to their shows all the time. That's crazy. And, and like they're known for their live shows or touring. I I know one Dave Matthews song. 
right. could not. I'm hate. I'm sorry if I offend Dave Matthews fans. <laughs> it's horrible. And I, I think because like when I was in college in the 90s, that was like they were huge yeah. during that time. And all like my friends were playing. It just was like, oh, it's terrible. So it's like the same song yeah. over and over again. Right. So I only know one song, but this was something that he was like really excited about. And he was trying to tell me that this the live experience is different, which I will give him credit. The live experience is different. They have they really do have like an amazing band. Yeah. Um, There was one song that they played call and I, they just kept repeating sexy motherfucker the <laughs> that was <laughs> i was like i'm down with this okay this was, yeah. uh, this was all right all right um but uh he knew i wasn't a fan didn't really have a whole lot of interest but i'm always down for an experience i'm always down for an adventure right if somebody's like you want to go to a concert with me I go, okay. Like I, <laughs> I am a fan of music in general and live shows. Um, but, uh, he asked me to drive to the concert. So I was like, okay, well then he, he, so he brought some drinks, which is fine. You normally pregame a little bit in the yeah. parking lot, but then once we were inside, he, um, like took a gummy like ate a gummy yeah yeah you know and at one point he was like are you tolerating me <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> and i was i just was looking at him going yeah i, I yeah, guess sure. and uh, that gave him the go-ahead to eat another gummy shit i know right man and he had this whole thing about people wearing sandals at a concert. Yeah. And he was pointing out people who were wearing sandals and how there was a random flip-flop that was lost and how they shouldn't like he was being a dick to people about yeah. it though. He was he was either saying it really loud to me so they could hear, or sometimes he was just saying it in their direction. <laughs> um and then he got kind of touchy feely. Um and then in the car ride, we were talking about his ex and his divorce, and he seemed very, very bitter about the whole situation because his ex had already moved on. She was remarried, but he was still paying for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So he's basically paying for her and him. And, you know, I I just was like, this is a lot for a first date. This is just, wow. this is this is all who lot. does that? Like who just right? like takes two gummies? It's probably 10 milligrams a piece, probably or something, or maybe five. Uh, maybe he just, took a, a piece like maybe he took a bite of a gummy. I don't know. But he was probably but, blown out of his mind, you know, like at some I don't, point. Yeah, I don't. The thing is, like I touch him on the phone and in messages. I had not been in person with him before to know the, the uh. difference of how how he would be he didn't seem blown out of his mind but he <laughs> was did seem very loose um of course of course <laughs> listen you're talking to someone who does like a i do a faded friday every friday where i take a 10 milligram and i watch movies and have a great time and like yeah. <laughs> i know the feeling believe me <laughs> it's so the next day or whenever i don't know maybe it was that evening he asked me if I wanted to go out again. 
or kind of loosely hinted at it or something. We didn't, so we didn't have, we didn't make plans. We didn't have official plans. I also though did not necessarily cut it off. Like I was not as direct as I should have been. Um, so when he circled back about the plans, I told him that I was going to actually exclusively date somebody else. Um, and you know, I just hope he understood that that's just how the dating game is right now. And, um, you know, thanks for the, the concert or whatever, um, which was not, none of this was untrue. I really, what there was a, another guy I was dating at the same time who asked me to be exclusive. Yeah. And so I wasn't just making up an excuse. Like it really was true. And, um, so instead of him responding like a gentleman, he sent me an Apple pay request to pay for the concert ticket. <laughs> wow come on man and because i'm petty and i also just feel like it's just money like whatever because i'm petty i responded with um a discounted amount of money because i reduced the amount of gas and the one drink i bought and something like i just was like here's my deduction yeah <laughs> <laughs> going on Good out luck, there sir Good luck. what is going on out there with these stories i don't know because like i feel at the bare minimum if you ask somebody to do something despite what sex they are if i asked a guy to do something and i had bought the ticket no matter if i saw him again or not i wouldn't be sending him a apple pay no like you wouldn't do that to a friend you wouldn't do that i would do it to a stranger i wouldn't do it to anybody i was blown away that's so weird there's a lot of weirdness here like <laughs> i feel like dating is getting worse for people like it's so bad also i mentioned that sarah and i are in the twilight zone quite often and so there's a little bit of it i think that's just that is attracted to me despite my efforts of trying to make it bounce back the twilight zone <laughs> you got to expand on this twilight zone situation here my stories haven't been evidence enough of <laughs> no the weirdness that happens <laughs> i mean these are just a few stories if there's a lot more there's a there's something going on there are there's so many stories. <laughs> there's enough stories we've had a, a podcast for four years <laughs> i mean just all these stories i guess you know if you're dating a lot you're gonna have a lot of content actually yeah about yeah. it and sarah's having these stories too apparently sarah had some stories for a while she's been in a relationship now for okay. i think two years or so but occasionally we dig into the archives Oh, okay. Um, so you're holding up the, you're holding up, you're lifting up the dating part, side of this whole thing. <laughs> I, well, kind of, I have definitely slowed down on the dating front quite a bit. Um, we, like I said, transitioned our content to be more about self-help mm -hmm. and we've had much more of a, okay, this situation happened. What can we do now to prevent it from happening? Or how could we react better? It's it's more of a learning now. Yeah. Um, so I don't divulge too much about 
my recent dating because there's just not that much going on. Right, right, <laughs> right. Especially it, post pandemic. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Um, you think that played a role, but also like you just went on so many like strange dates and you're like, what's going on here? Like, yeah, I got to refigure this out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I took a moment um, to really dig deep and try to figure out why am I attracting either weirdness or emotional unavailable men? Um, why am I? picking the wrong people. So I spent quite a bit of time not dating and trying to reassess. So when I started dating again, I was looking at it through a new lens and the new lens kind of helped, but there's still, uh, there's still the, there's all these fish in the sea, but there's only this many, like there's the tiny amount of fish that I'm actually attracted to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you, you literally like watching this would be funny. Just watching you maneuver your hands about, well, you know, this, like this little bit, it's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I worked on my myself, hands. but other people haven't maybe. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I do. I talk with my hands a lot too. I love that. Um, but uh, yeah. So the person I've been dating currently, uh, it's been pretty slow and it's been, a, it was a little on and offy in the beginning. And we, I was dating multiple people in the beginning. Um, but I have been dating him for like eight months or so. Okay. Yeah. Some potential there, right? Huh? There's some potential there. Mm. That and a, a lack of energy to want to date multiple people at the same time. <laughs> lack of energy. <laughs> like, I'm just tired. I just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm closer to 40 than 30. So, yeah. And now I'm, I'm just extremely direct and I'm just like, I'm just, I'm not into you. Move yeah. on. You Isn't know? that the best way to go, though? I mean, just not mess around. Yeah, I think so. But in the past, I've gotten a wild array of responses from mm -hmm. men when I've tried to be direct or just cut it off. There's some who want feedback, like they want to send me a survey almost. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I, I, they'll ask me a bunch of questions and I'm like, it was all right. It was it was enough um, gumption that I had to take to be like, I'm not that into you. You can't we just leave it there. But no, they want to know details. And they want to know why. What is this, an exit interview? I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> I <know. laughs> I've I've had guys respond back uh, just saying, fuck you. Um uh -huh. I've had I've I've had a wide array of responses yeah, and that's immaturity. I mean, that's just, you know, well, and then it's just solidifying that I made the right decision. Right. Because who great. talks to people that way? Who does talk to people that way? Like immature people. And right. Insecure. Right. Which was funny because one of the guys who said, fuck you to me, I had told him to his face. I wasn't interested. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I told him to his face, and then he texted me again later, asking again. And then I said, "No, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm really, I'm not interested." And he said, "Fuck you." God, <laughs> glutton for punishment. Some people <laughs> just can't help it. I was just, I don't know why I was being tested. <laughs> yeah, you're just being tested. Why? I didn't ask you to come back and talk to me, but you came. I, I was like, man, why? What else with all these tests? Um, yeah, it's a minefield out there, Nicole. You know. <laughs> Oh, I'm going off everywhere. And um, a lot of guys will circle back. They'll they'll pop back in, you know, a year, two years, sometimes maybe what? five years. Oh, yeah. They come back come all the time. I got guys who um, will like or comment on my pictures on Instagram. Uh, send me a DM or something Damn. that. Oh, yeah. I had a guy text me recently on my birthday and I didn't have his phone number in my phone anymore. So I responded, who's this? And he responded back with, oh, really? Mark or something <laughs> like that. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, when I'm done with you, I'm done with you. Don't I know. Leave. Why do you keep the number? Why would you keep the number if you're done with it? Like, I don't know. I mean, some people probably don't clean up their contacts. I, guess. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, but yeah. I personally do it as a cleanse. As a cleanse, <laughs> I'm getting rid of you in my life. It's yeah, like, you got to get rid of the old dick for new dick to come through. <laughs> old dick for new dick <laughs> might be an interesting uh, title. <laughs> like, <laughs> that could be your next book. It could be a book, you know. Old swap right? out the old dick for the new dick, you know. Right, right. But actually, one of the things that we learned a lot from the various dating coaches and whatnot over the last year and a half or so is that you really do have to make room for the person that you want in your life. And if you're going to hang on or entertain ideas from previous people, then you may not be really, truly ready. Right. So I have been trying to send my signals to the universe. Like, no, I'm ready. Delete. Like I delete. (laughs) (laughs) What are these signals to the universe, by the way? I mean, what what are these? I'm deleting phone numbers. I'm better dick. (laughs) Yeah. I'm unfollowing. I'm doing all of the, technology things that keep you connected i'm disconnecting them do you ever meet people in person or is this all like through like dating apps and stuff um no i mean i've met people in person too it just doesn't happen as frequently anymore because i don't have as many situations where i leave my house (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i get it i work from home i do my podcast from home Mm -hmm. um so occasionally I'll take myself out to lunch or I'll go work at a coffee shop or something like that just to have a change of scenery. Um, and now that the world's opened up a little bit more, I've gone to concerts and festivals and things like that where you would have more of an opportunity to organically meet someone. But I don't know. Sometimes I feel like talking to people and sometimes I really don't. And I don't know how to explain like why that is and so (laughs) i i don't always probably put out the the welcoming vibes like i have resting bitch face i knew you're gonna say that i knew you're gonna say that but for some reason if i'm at the grocery store or the pharmacy or somewhere where you're gonna be in a line people always talk to me anyway yeah but it's just never the single hot guy that i want it's you know grandma or somebody 
who talks to me anyway you know <laughs> they're like she definitely looks like she wants somebody to talk to her when i yeah it's like someone who just badly wants to talk to somebody it's not like a movie why in the movies everybody meets in a grocery store and it's like chemistry yeah, yeah right like, oh look at you wow i'm like where does this have where do you shop yeah that doesn't happen it's not real life no you're just but, standing in a line that's what you're doing correct i um i dated a neighbor who i had obviously met in person and <laughs> i don't know that's that's a weird start i dated a neighbor i'm like okay let's set the scene here <laughs> dated a neighbor yeah um his dogs got loose and my dog woke me up at about 4.30 in the morning, mm -hmm. wanting to go outside, was not happy about it, not normal behavior, but apparently her spidey senses were going off because I let her outside and then I turned around, went back to my room and then she starts barking and I can't have my dog out there barking in the middle of the night. So then I get back up and I go out there and I see that there's a dog out in the street in front of my house. I was like, what the hell? And then, so I got that dog into my yard and then another dog comes and they had the same collar. So they just gotten separated at some point. Um, so anyway, I had never seen these dogs before. I didn't know this neighbor. I'm calling him at five o'clock in the morning to be like, your dogs are at my house. Um, eventually he woke up and came and got them. And then after like half a day had gone by, he texted me and asked me if he could like buy me a six pack or something to say thank you. And I was like, I'm a wine drinker. <laughs> I was like, I'll take a rosé over a Miller Lite any day. <laughs> and so course. I came, I came home from work and he had a bottle of wine outside my door for me. And then I didn't hear from him for a little bit. And then he texted me asking if I wanted to go on a walk with the dogs, like take my dog and his dogs and go on a walk. And so we did that. Um, and so we walked the dogs for probably, I don't know, three or four weeks, maybe before he tried to turn it into a dating situation. So that was an organic. Okay. <laughs> But strange again, strange. also very strange, like almost makes me think he let the dogs out to go right <laughs> to you. And it's like, this is my move, like <laughs> six pack. I love when I tell a woman I'll buy her a six pack of Schlitz malt liquor. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, Rose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, in person is a little limited lately. <laughs> <laughs> sounds limited honestly <laughs> like for a lot of people not you know yeah yeah i mean especially if you're um i i don't know if 30 and older but especially if you're out of um social situations yeah where there's going to be expected to be a lot of single people so if you're in your early 20s you could go to a party you could go to housewarming you could go to these various things and there's gonna be a bigger pool of single people there now at 39 i go to places and there's not going to be the majority of them are going to be right. in a relationship 
You is funny how you were like, I'm close to 40, over 30. Okay, I'm 39. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I love that. I, I said I was closer to 40 than 30. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't care if people know how old I am. Um, I just was trying to also think for that that age of where it kind of turns. And I'm going to guess maybe around 30 because people yeah. tend to get married um, or move in together or something, usually late twenties, early thirties nowadays. Yeah. So yeah, but no, I I'll say it loud and proud that I'm 39. <laughs> you know, some people are weird about that. And I think, mm, what's the big deal? You're just, you are what you are. You are the age you are, yeah. you know, I, uh, also thankfully look younger than I am. Um, it's true. So, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, um, Maybe if if, if it, that wasn't the case, I'd feel differently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change this. <laughs> but because I look, I look younger than I am, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's like a fun party trick. <laughs> and you have a youthful you have a very youthful vibe to you. Like it's yeah, you seem like you actually seem like a very fun person. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's I true. like to think so. That's the number one thing that most guys say. Um, after they go on a first or second date with me is that I'm a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it's a, uh, it's immediate too. Like when we got on here, like it was immediately fun. And I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah, this, you kind of tell, you know, I'm sure you've had people on where you're like, Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. Where uh -oh. you're going, I'm going to have to carry this conversation. That's right. <laughs> That's right. If you hosted, like you have 200 plus episodes and, you know, I've done like 500 and I'm just kind of like, you just kind of know when it's going to yeah. turn that way. You're like, okay, it's that type of episode. I see. Yeah, <laughs> I should have prepared more. <laughs> you should have prepared more? <laughs> it's usually what's going on in my head because then I have to, um, Johnny on the spot, think of questions to ask them. Do people ask you ahead of time for questions a lot? Mm, not really. Occasionally we'll have people say, what do you want to talk about? Mm -hmm. Um, or is there a certain format or they'll ask some questions like that. And we're just like, no, it's a free flowing conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I think there's only been maybe a handful of people who wanted a little bit more, uh, guidance or structure, but for the most part, everybody's usually pretty down. Yeah. I mean, it's like a normal conversation. Like, I mean, I have yeah. no clue what I'm going to say to people when I get on. It just, but and maybe some people they feel like they need that structure, you know? Yeah, I if I have somebody on who is claiming to be an expert in something, mm -hmm. I will generally at least peruse their social media yeah. or their website or something so that we don't get too off topic because they're always coming on to promote something. Yeah. Whether it's themselves for services or a book or whatever. So I don't, I just don't want the conversation to ever get too derailed that it doesn't accomplish their purpose for coming on the show. So yeah. I try to, I try to be the one who reins things in. Now you're the admin person apparently. Yeah. But which yeah. is funny because <laughs> After talking to you, I'm like, all right, what is Sarah like if you're the admin person? <laughs> I'm not seeing it, man. I'm, you, I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, Sarah's wild. <laughs> I mean, these stories are wild. I mean, I can't even imagine her stories. Or... Her stories are worse than mine <laughs> when it comes to our individual experiences. Yeah. Um, because she gets herself in more risky situations than oh, I do. Oh, she's the risk taker. Yeah. Yeah. Like she she found herself at some you know, warehouse district type place and everybody's doing Coke or whatever. Yeah. And um, they took her bag at the front door, you know, like yeah. she gets herself into those types it's of dangerous. situations. Yeah. Da- like, yeah, riskier, more dangerous where I, I would say my biggest danger is that I, um, I probably, brought guys home from the bar I shouldn't have but in most cases it was when we were together so there was actually right. other people here <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're not alone yeah yeah so I mean they wouldn't really be able to get away with murdering me or anything I mean, because geez, there's other man. there's other people <laughs> turn into a true crime podcast then <laughs> I know well I do I we both are really into true crime me too one of my favorite things to do on a Friday is watch Dateline Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that. Yeah. Me, too. Yeah. Me, too. So good. Dateline. I mean, I'm binging all the episodes from past years and stuff like. Yeah. So good. Their new season just came out. Oh, it did. Friday. They Uh had a new episode and it was about a murder that happened in Austin. And I was just in Austin. Oh, I was like, see, this is that's the trippy stuff that happens to me a lot. Yeah. Is like weird things like the universe likes to fuck with me sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, yes. It 100% does. Um, but that was a boundary that I used to set up with guys um, when they would ask about going out on dates. I never wanted to do a Friday night mm. because I want, because that was my time. <laughs> Dateline time, fool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would usually go to spin class, um, take a bath, eat dinner, and then watch some Dateline. And wow. anytime that I went out with a guy on a Friday night, instead of doing my own thing, my own little routine, it was always disappointing. I was like, I can't. Mm. I'm not giving up my Friday night routine for these jokers anymore. Nicole ain't giving it up for that. Not no. happening. No, no, man. You know, you know, my favorite ones are the ones with like a love triangle all the time. That's almost all of them. <laughs> but you know what the <laughs> thing? But here's the thing. Nicole is like, why don't they just like get divorced? Like or just leave each other. Somebody's always killing somebody for some reason. And then the phone I, always yeah. gives them away. The GPS on the phone and stuff always yeah. gives people away. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't have a uh, a murderer's mind because I mean, I hope not because <laughs> personally, it just seems like way too much work. A lot of effort. I know my wife says she's like, why don't they just not be together anymore? Right. Why does it have to like go to these lengths? You know, right. I don't know. I truly don't. But it is majority of those stories are love triangles. They are. I mean, you're the getting some stalker just... light stuff with people contacting you years later and stuff. The light stalking. Is, is it light stalking? Well, um, it's creepy, you know. 
but based on what I know from other single women, this is not abnormal. Come on. That's this is regular stuff. Dudes come out of the woodwork all the time. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is like crazy, actually. It happened to me today. No, come on. A hundred percent. Who was it? (laughs) 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 We're getting personal now. (laughs) Who was it? (laughs) Name him. Um, So there was a guy that I had matched with. Um, This had to be a handful of years ago. And we happened to work at the same place. Again, big corporation, never had passed by each other before. Right. Um, just through messaging, found out that we worked at the same place. So out of convenience, we just did like a little coffee meetup at work. And to be honest with you, because it was so long ago, I don't remember why it didn't move forward. Other than the fact that it was me who chose to not have it move forward. <laughs> right, right. Um, and he's an attractive guy and seemingly successful. I don't know if timing was misaligned or if for some reason I didn't, I don't know, I didn't feel the spark with him or whatever. Um, so we didn't ever actually go out on like a date date, but like we had become friends on Facebook and stuff. And that, I mean, I guess I don't pay that close of attention to my friends on Facebook. I say I do the whole um, technology deletion out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but you can unfollow or delete people, but that doesn't mean that they delete you. Right. right? So I don't necessarily, I guess, go through and block people. So anyway, um, I posted some pictures from my trip to Austin and he liked them and then he sent me a facebook message asking if i wanted to go out man crazy i mean like this is a long time to gestate this stuff you know it's like it's been a couple years i think he had asked me like here and there since the original (laughs) here and there you know (laughs) i know i make it sound like i have like endless options it but... does sound like that <laughs> like, <laughs> we got dudes like five years or like yeah eh, you know no problem <laughs> <laughs> but i don't think that it's unusual that's what i mean i'm i know that it's coming across that way and it sounds like i've like you know got these dudes sprung or something but it's not true because it's just how they are. Like this Man. is not this happens to women all the time. I just don't get it. I really don't. I can never see myself have I've never been like that ever. Like, oh, it's over, it's over, moving on. Uh like I don't get like five years later or two years later, like, you yeah. know, send but maybe it's like easier now because like you always have this digital connection with someone. Right. And they, you know, they like if you'd never like back in the day, like I'm 44, you know, you didn't have that stuff. So like when it was over, unless you like had their phone number, like physically. Right. I say I was gone. I mean, it's it's over. Like, right. Unless you knew their address to send a pigeon courier. Yeah. I mean, and and then, yeah. okay, that's weird. (laughs) But then like they'd have to actually like stalk you and find you and stuff like that. You know, now they just do it online. It's like online stalking, you know? Well, and he was probably, you know, creeps in the background and just sees all my updates, but I don't see his. Yeah, there's a lot of voyeurism online, I think. Like, you know, people are just watching you. 
like Nicole, there she is, you know, talking about her dates again. I'm like, is that me she was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> there is a story <laughs> about this guy that I dated. Um, and it was very casual. It was very much like a friend with benefits type situation. Yeah. But he wasn't honest with me about the fact that he the person that another person he was seeing definitely thought it was more serious. So I've learned to be like, okay, guy, guy, a, whoever you are, do you have somebody in your life who thinks this they're in a relationship with you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's embarrassing. (laughs) Because they, they do everything they can. And I give you a straight answer. Yeah. Um, so anyway, friend with benefits situation. So I'm at this guy's house and it's not my first time being there. I've been there a few times. And before we get into the bed on, I'll say my side of the bed, but it wasn't, it wasn't really mine, yeah. you know, but he always was on the one side. Yeah. And my side, there was women's underwear on the floor that was not mine. Mm-hmm. And so I took that as a territory marking situation. Okay. And uh, it was like, all right, so there's a the, another woman that you're fucking with thinks that there's more to this or she wants more with you. Yeah. Because n- women don't just forget their panties. No. You don't just forget them. Like that was planted. <laughs> There's just a lot here. <laughs> and so, <laughs> he felt, you know, like a complete asshole or whatever. And I was like, all right, I'm out of here. Um, and I told that story on a podcast episode and one of her friends heard it and shared it with her. And then he came to me asking about if I could take it down. Yeah. And that actually happened with him twice. He gave (laughs) me two stories. The first one I did not take down. The second one I did take down because I gave a lot of like describing factors about him. Oh, okay. And so then I was like, all right, I'll be nice with this one. Because he told me that the second time (laughs) that, um, it was impacting more than just his like personal relationship with this girl or whatever. It was like, I don't know. It was getting out to other people or something. My, meanwhile, I have no idea who this girl is and right. I don't know who heard it. I don't know. I didn't want even want to ask. I didn't even want to be involved. I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to know. Um, so I have told stories on the podcast that other people have heard and then connected the dots. However, yeah. I try to not give away identities. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Don't answer my question. I'm like, who was it? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Chad. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And it would be a Chad. Of course. Wow. They would have that type of a name. <laughs> right. You're like, it's that type of guy. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, yeah. typical Chad, you know, typical Chad. Why is that such a like a weird that's like always I hate I mean, if your name is Chad out there, there's definitely a connotation to it, whether you know or not. <laughs> they have to know. You got to know. Their poor know. parents might not have known when they named them. I that. know it's bad, but 
I mean, there's only certain types of parents who probably would pick Chad. Right. So. Or the guy's name is Chet or something like that. Or it's oh like, oh, my God, what happened. Like, well, do you I don't, do you remember Weird Science? I love that, that movie. movie. Is that yes. where you got Chet from? Yeah, yeah. And he turns like into that big blob. Yeah. Yeah, put your butthead and stuff. He looks terrible. <laughs> Deservingly so. But you know, somebody named their kid after that person after watching that movie, probably. You know, I'm oh. sure it happened in the world somewhere. Probably. It's just. There's no doubt it did. <laughs> People are weird. You haven't learned this yet. <laughs> I have learned. And I've, I've, not dated guys because of their name or something even oh. more dumb. <laughs> right. If it's like Daryl or something, you're like, no, you're like, <laughs> oh, I've dated a Daryl. Oh, think. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, no, it has to be way worse than that. <laughs> like, yeah. If it's too white guy, bro-ish, I'm like, oh, white guy, bro-ish. Okay. <laughs> like, I can't do oh it. man. I got to tell you, Nicole, this is a, I gotta, I gotta talk to you again. I mean, there's just so sure. much here. And then I need to have Sarah, Sarah. too yeah. <laughs> to get the full mix. Like, there's got to be a part two of this. Sure. To get the full, like, put the full force together, the team together. You know? Yeah, no problem. Yeah. We're, we're quite the energy when we're together. I love it. I mean, it's uh, these <laughs> stories flow from you so easily. It's nice. Well, it's nice for listeners. I had to actually live them. <laughs> That's true. It's a little bit different on the other side, but it's great for us. Right. <laughs> At least I've got content. You do. Lots of content. <laughs> Thank you so much for having a conversation with me. Oh, you're welcome. And yeah. uh, tell everybody where they can, how they can check out the Homance Chronicles. Sure. Our podcast is on all podcast platforms. Um, we only put out the audio, but you could see our faces on our Instagram at homance underscore chronicles. Um, we also have a closed group on Facebook where we share like dirty memes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's called the homance chronicles, a judgment free zone. If people want to join there to get some, sometimes I share behind the scenes details about my dates and stuff. <laughs> You've done that here, so uh, it's gonna. Well, be no, it worked. Like I've shared screenshots of the messages. Oh wow! That, yeah, I've okay. I've provided receipts. Oh, you got the receipts. <laughs> okay, this is a serious uh, subgroup here. It's uh, yeah, yeah, exactly for their eyes only, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fantastic, Nicole. Thank you so much. Um, it's been fun, man. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, good. Thank you for having me. You got it, Nicole Bonneville. Thank you. You're welcome.